Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Happy Teachable Tuesday. We are going to be talking about business and I have a topic for you that is one of the harder ones to tackle when it comes to business Um, and it is employee retention. That is not a conversation that a lot of people want to have. We just want to be able to fix and solve the problem, but I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper as to why employee retention is a problem nowadays. And so, um, and we're going to kind of look beyond all of the pandemic stuff. We're going to look beyond all of the immediate shutdowns and the closures. I want us to really focus on going back to before all of this um, that, you know, temporarily stalled and, and created a problem in our um, economic system or a problem in our, our jobs. Um, I want us to think back just to on a normal day in a normal time with no other, um, issues or problems, no other, uh, concerns, you know, that are kind of out of the ordinary. Let's look at just a regular work day, a regular business, a regular company and a regular time in a regular world, if I can put it any more plain. And I want to discuss the reason why we have this retention issue. Many companies um, and business owners, when they experience an employee retention issue, they tend to want to try to fix the problem. And that's okay. We all want to fix things, right? We all want to be able to put it back together or kind of solve this issue. But we go about it the wrong way. And so let me just give you uh, the breakdown of that is that with employee retention, we want to create immediately think of or create employee retention strategies. We want to figure out how it is that we need to retain these people, how we need to retain our team. We don't want them to keep walking out the door. We don't want to have to keep rehiring people. We don't want to have to fill a position. There's so much work to be to be done. We don't want to have to stress over anything else. We have enough on our plate as it is just running the business. And so we immediately start to think about those strategies. How can I keep them? right? How can, what kind of program can we implement? What kind of um, incentives can we give them? But we don't get down to the root. And the root is, why do you have an employee retention problem? Why is it that people keep walking out the door? Why is it that they seem so dissatisfied or so um, just done with what it is they were doing there that they're willing to just walk out and go find something else? And why is it that We find ourselves in a position of having to very quickly, and I mean like almost instantly, replace that person because we need the help. We sincerely need the help, and our help just walked out the door. So today, let's focus on the actual challenges. Let's talk about the things that cause these employees to walk away, and then we'll go into the strategies. Because we're not going to do this backwards. We're not going to live in a backwards world of I just want to fix the problem, give me the solution, and I'm good with that. Because it's only going to continue to um, cycle back around through that same issue and that same problem. So let's get to the root of this. Some of the employee retention challenges that you may be experiencing, I want you to really think hard about your own companies. Think about what you have experienced with your own employees Um, or maybe even heard someone else that you are uh, in relationship with that 
uh, of another company that has shared or expressed these frustrations and challenges with you. Really think about it. And don't let this just roll over our head today because, um, and I'm going to get in teaching mode here because I am very passionate about making sure that people are in the position where they need to be. And as employers, we can't be a person who is going to place anybody anywhere at any time and expect them to give us the best of what they have if they are not in the right place at the right time, if they are not the right person for that position. And so um, we're going to dig a little deep here. So some of these issues that you may be experiencing is, first of all, you have a dissatisfaction of salary. That's a, a given. You know, a lot of times um, some people don't really know their worth. Some people absolutely know their worth. And so either way, um, as individuals, as human beings, we fall into this category of, I wish I was getting paid more. I wish I could have, you know, a little uh, extra here and there. Um, I, I feel like I'm working my butt off and I'm not getting what is owed to me. Um, and it's not that they're dissatisfied with the salary, but there's a lot of other, or it's not that they're only dissatisfied with their salary, but there's a lot of things that come up with that that cause them to be dissatisfied about their salary, if that makes sense. So they wish they could get paid more, but why is that? Because of maybe the, the level of work or the expectations that are placed on them cause them to think, wait a minute, I have worked so hard for this and I'm only getting this. That's what creates the dissatisfaction of salary. And we can't just fix that by increasing a person's salary um, instantly when they ask for it because there needs to be an understanding of the expectations on them and how they are earning that salary. Have they earned that increase? And so it goes both ways, on, on both on the employer side and on the employee side. And so right now, what we are experiencing, I told you kind of think of back when, back when we didn't have all these other, you know, um, world issues that are going on right now. But one way that kind of solved part of that problem was that there was more that was added to, uh, let's say, an incentive of that salary. And so a lot of people right now in this time are now able to work from home. Many of them are starting to go back to the office, but they had that opportunity to be in a position where they were a little more comfortable, a little more free, um, and still able to get their job done. But it helped them with the other struggles that they were going through regarding their, maybe their children being in school, not being in school. If someone was sick, um, in their family, their household, they were able to be there in the present, in that place with them while they were still um, getting their job done. And so that kind of helped to ease a little bit of that. But now we're seeing that as employees are, are being asked to come back to work, they're entering into that frustration all over again. I don't really want to be here. I, um, you know, I wish I could still stay at home. I don't understand why they're making us do this. I was working just fine at home. And they should just make this a rule, you know, a, a solution that we can just stay at home and work from home. Well, that's not going to work in every case. And so here comes this dissatisfaction again entering in, and it may not be necessarily attached to the salary, but it will get there. That dissatisfaction will begin to creep into every other area of 
um, their position at that place of employment. Another um, issue would be maybe that they're just seeing that there's a lot more opportunities or they're feeling like there are a lot more opportunities out there in the market. And so they're walking around day after day within your company thinking, I could be doing something so much better. Um, I wish I were able to do this. I wish I could just walk out today and go over to such and such, you know, business or company organization and um, really do something that I love. And so they're standing there thinking, I don't even want to be here in the first place. But why is that? Are they doing something that they have been purposed in their life to do? Is it their passion? Is it what they love to do? Or was it just a job? And so that brings me to the main point. Um, and I was going to say this to the end, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. And I'll say it again at the end. But employee retention does not begin when you're trying to make sure that they stay. Employee retention begins when you're hiring them. We're going to get into that point um, just right after this, but I, I just had to say that to get it off of me. It begins when you are hiring them. The retention of that employee begins during the hiring process. So going back to um, the thought of, of better job opportunities um, that might be out there for them, we have to really stop and think, why is it that they feel that someplace else or another location would be a better opportunity for them than where they're at now? Do they even want to be here? Is this something that they even love to do? Um, are they enjoying themselves? Work is work, but work doesn't have to be work, if you can understand what I'm saying right now. So do they enjoy themselves while doing that job? You know, um, and that might be hard to really understand for some people, but there are people who will go out and work in the heat all day long, you know, um, roping cattle and and picking up, you know, horse poop and um, they might be working in the construction field and they're out there, you know, on the, the roads and the streets all day long. And some of them really, truly love what they do. They may be exhausted, but they feel a sense of purpose. And then you have those that are just like, I, I can't do this anymore. So where is that employee at in their mindset and in their heart? Do we ever take the time to find out what they're thinking what their focus is, and why they even came to us in the first place. That's going to lead right into our next point, which is hiring the wrong candidates. If you sat down with an employee, and I know we've talked about this, you know, in the hiring process, um, and, and asking the questions and really digging deep with them, if you, if you sat down and took a moment to find out who they were, where they came from, um, what they expect out of this position. Why are they even here? What led you to my business? What is it that you see yourself doing here within our company? And then further it, what is it that you see yourself doing at a point when you know it's time to leave, if you decide to leave? Um, there have been people who have worked for the same company for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and I applaud them. I do, but my question would be, did you stay because you loved it? Or did you stay because it was a, a good opportunity, it was good income, um, and you can't wait to retire? Because you're just about done. You are worn out. 
Or is it something that you absolutely love and you don't want to leave? Even in retirement, you would come back and dedicate your time and volunteer and do as much as you could um, on your own time because you loved it that much. And so when we sit down with our candidates and we ask the questions, me personally, I want to know where they came from. What did, what job did you hold? What job did you have? How long did you have it? What made you leave that place? Because if they tell me it just wasn't in my heart to do it, you know, um, I really wanted to find something that I knew I'd be passionate about, then I'm ready to listen to them. If they approach me with a, um, I don't know, I just didn't get along with the manager and I had a, a hard time, you know, figuring out what it is that they wanted me to do and I just felt like it was a waste of time then I'm going to need to ask more questions. I'm going to need to understand uh, the commitment level that this person holds to whatever it is that they're doing because we do, as employers, have the right to say no. If we do not feel that someone will be a good fit for our company, we have the right to say no. We battle a lot with this, um, this word these days. That might get some pushback on this, but honestly, I really don't care. We battle with this word of discrimination. But it is your company. It is your vision. You are building a team. You need to make sure that the right people are in place that are going to help you build on that vision and that you will be able to help grow because it's something they want to do. They have a passion and a desire for it. You want to be able to place those people. And if they do not fit, it's okay to say no. I'm telling you right now, it is okay to say no and say, you know what? Um, I don't feel like it would be a good fit. Or we found, you know, we, we went ahead and hired somebody else that had a little more um, experience um, and understood the position. It's okay to do that because you would be setting that person up to fail within your own company if they don't want to be there in the first place, they already have a mindset of, I'm just coming in here to do whatever it is they tell me to do so I can pick up my check. I want someone passionate about what it is that I offer to my customers. I want that passionate person to walk in my door and me be able to fit them in the right place and position. And so this is one of the biggest mistakes that we make is just hiring people on to fill in for what is missing. We cannot fill um, a, a, a hole with something that does not relate to the rest of the object. If you can see, if you can picture that in your mind, if I have a hole in my wall or in my floor or outside in my sidewalk. As great as glue is, then I'm just talking about that Elmer's glue or that school glue or whatever, the uh, wood glue. As great as that glue is, I can fill that hole and it will fill it for a while, but it will eventually wear off, run away, um, break down. I can't expect that glue to stay there and do the job that it needs to do. I need to go and get cement or I need to go and get, you know, whatever putty or filler is needed for, um, for the wall in my house. 
And so we have to find the right um, material or the right ingredient or the right filler to fix that thing, to fix that hole. And if you have a hole in your company because you're missing a very important part that is going to help you grow, you can't just throw anybody in there. You have to have care in who it is that you are placing in that position. This is your baby. This is your vision. It's okay to be picky. It's okay to want the right person in there. And it's okay to find someone who may not have all the experience that you would prefer, but they have the passion and the drive and that want to learn. It's okay to choose that person over someone who has um, said credentials that they've never even used before. Oh, I might be shifting some things up here today or ruffling some feathers, but that's okay. <laughs> that's This is the way that, you know, we... We try to help you think outside the box and think of, of really going down to the root of the problem. As we said at the beginning of this episode, you have to get to the root. You can't just cover it up. You can't just fill it in temporarily. You have to find the problem. The next one is um, a big one for us. This is uh, a lot of our passion in our training, in our teaching, um, you know, coaching the employees is, or really coaching the um, managers, supervisors, the owners, is a lack of appreciation. It is one of the easiest things to do in your company, and yet it is the hardest to keep up with and maintain. Showing appreciation for someone when they have done something for you is so important. It seems so minute so um, insignificant to so many people but a a moment and and I'm literally telling you, if you took a minute or you typed a few words or you just said thank you those words consistently on a daily basis is one of the major foundations that will keep your people wanting to do as much as they can to help your business succeed. Because you have given them a sense of purpose. A feeling of that purpose. You have reminded them. I need you. I need your hard work. I need your creativity. I need your ideas. This may be my company. I may have a way that I expect for it to be run. But I appreciate everything that you're doing. To help me fulfill that vision and that dream that I have. So that we can all be successful. That is a major foundation. And if there are cracks in that foundation, that building will fall. That's probably the easiest way that I can say that. And then one of the final things, um, I'm sure there's so many other uh, challenges, but we're just going to go over these couple today. One of the other major things is just um, not the employees not even knowing the expectations that uh, their employers have for them or having unrealistic expectations. So we forget that our employees are real people. We forget that they have a life outside of our company. We forget that they go through some of those personal um, problems and issues that we go through 
Um, and we expect to just turn to, we expect them to just turn them off as soon as they walk in. Um, that's okay. We want them to turn that off, dial it down, turn it off, because when you come in to your position, it is now time to operate in that position. You can't bring everything in with you. But at the same time, if we see that they are struggling, why are we not fast enough, like we are to tell them to turn it off, why aren't we fast enough to pull them aside and ask them, are you okay today? Is there anything that's bothering you? You know what? I'm here for you if you need to talk, but um, I am just depending on you today so much because I know that you can do this. I have trusted you with this project or with this um, you know, task that needs to be done, and I can't wait to see what you do with it. I'm really excited to see how you uh, achieve you know, this great thing. If I tell you that, that that would shift their mind and their heart for that day, you probably wouldn't believe me, but it does. And I know it from experience. Because you have taken their mind off of the thing that was bothering them, and you have given them an opportunity to think about what they're great at. You've reminded them of how great they are. You've reminded them of their purpose and that passion and, and the reason why they're there. You have reminded them to think about the good things and don't dwell on the negative things. Those bad things might still be there, but maybe through, sometime throughout this day, I can help you get through it. So let's work together and let's work strong. And when I talk about, you know, those unrealistic expectations, we, we put a lot of pressure on our people um, that is unnecessary because all we had to do was be human alongside that human just for a moment it didn't take a long counseling session it didn't take for you to become their best friend it just took a moment to show that you care and to remind them of how much you rely and depend on them and how much faith you have in them how much of a leader you see in them and that will make a huge difference i wish we could go on and on about the different ways or the different challenges and the different um roots to these problems. But um, like I talked about at the beginning, we were going to talk about the challenges first and then maybe some of the, the, the strategies, the solutions. So let me go ahead and, and list off a couple just to give you some ideas. But I want you to really think on the first part of this episode um, what it is that we need to go back and evaluate and figure out what is causing these employee retention issues. First and foremost, then once we figure what, out what that is, then we can set strategies. Then we can think of ways that um, we can help make our team 100% better. Okay, one of the, one of the main ones, and we're, we're really going to focus on the ones that are more personalized here, but one of the main ones is um, you want to be able to create advancement opportunities. This does not necessarily mean that it has to be a step from an employee to a manager to a supervisor, you know, to a partner, whatever. Those are the major advancements. Those are the ones that we know in traditional, you know, um, the way that, that a system is set up. And so I want you to think more on how can I really um, push this person to grow um, and learn and be in a position to lead 
so that we can begin to talk about these advancements. So a lot of times what we do is we have an employee, they do their everyday task, their job, whatever, and then we open up um, hiring that says, we will be hiring for a manager for such and such department. If you're interested, go and apply. But there's really no training in between that. It's just said that if you think you've done a great job, then go ahead and apply for this position. We'll do a separate interview, and uh, we'll see who gets that spot. And then it becomes this type of competition. There's no team building. There's no um, additional uh, training to watch them move up in those levels of understanding and um, really understanding the position itself. Because what do we want? We want that increase in our pay. And we know that if we move up the ladder, we're going to get a bigger paycheck. That should not be the main focus. It should be, I want to help you grow. I want to watch you grow. And I want to see you move up to that place where I can say, you know what? That person has proven themselves. And so, um, and they have really added to uh, what it is from, from where they started. So, I would like to promote them. Um, that used to be the old school way of doing things, and we've moved away from that, really because we just give any and everybody an opportunity to be in that leadership position, and they may not even know how to lead. Um, I have experienced this before. Um, I won't say where it was, but I was in a position where we received a new manager at one point. Um, the manager had no idea what they were doing. We, they had been in the company for many years, so I guess that kind of proved themselves, but they had no idea what our department did. And the employees were having to train and teach that particular person how to do their job. And, um, and it can be a little frustrating because you feel like, wow, I feel like I'm, and I'm not talking about myself only, but several different people that worked with us feeling like we were running a management position and the person who was the said manager wasn't understanding anything of what we did. And so it was a little backwards. Well, it was very backwards, a lot backwards. And your employees see that. They see when you place someone in a position that doesn't know how to lead, they don't know how to train, they don't know how to teach, then why are they there? And we have to really evaluate that. We have to make sure that we know that the person who is in that position is going to be able to, number one, either learn very quickly, which was not the case in this in this particular um, incident, or um, they are already prepared and ready to lead because they have an understanding of that department or that um, position that they're in. And so um, creating those advancement opportunities does not mean just creating a position. It means training them to that position, preparing them, getting them ready. We tell our children all the time, I'm talking about people in general, not necessarily us, but we tell our children all the time, you got to go through school and finish. You got to graduate high school. After you graduate high school, you want to be that um engineer, then you're going to have to go to college and you're going to have to complete four years first and you might have to do a couple of extra years there and then you might have to do an internship. If we tell our children to do that, to prepare for it, 
to continue to learn to further our education, then why don't we do that with our employees within these different companies? Why don't we put them in a position to have to prepare for that new advancement or that new promotion? We just allow them to do a quick interview and we toss them in that position. So there needs to be a, a shifting in that training and making them feel like they are working for something. They are earning that position. The next one is um, just make meaningful connections. It's so easy. This goes back to, to the other point that I shared. It is such an easy thing to do. Connect with your people. Let them know that you know them. Let them know that you care about their their life outside of work. Like I said, you don't have to be their best friend. You don't have to go out to dinner with them. You don't have to um, spend hours with them on the floor. Just let them know that you understand who they are and that you appreciate them for being there. Connect with them. Find something that you have in common with that person to talk about for a quick couple of minutes. And it and it gets it gives them even more drive and excitement to do their job because they have connected with the person who has hired them. All it says is you care. You sincerely care. Um, we could talk all day on this one, but I'm going to move on for the sake of time. Connect with your people. You have to make a connection. We mentioned this one before um, to just recognize and appreciate the hard work that they're doing. Another thing. Let me tell you how you can achieve all of these things that I'm talking about as far as um, appreciating them, appreciating their hard work, connecting with them. I challenge you, if you are a business owner, a CEO, a president, I don't care what position you're in. If you are a supervisor or a manager, anything that is above an employee status, I challenge you, the first 15 minutes of your shift, whether it's first thing in the morning or it's the middle of the day or it's overnight, your first 15 minutes, walk around and talk to your people. It is 15 minutes. It's not going to make or it's not going to break your day. It will make your day. 15 minutes to say hello. How are you doing? Thank you for your hard work. I noticed what you did yesterday. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for stepping in on that project. Thank you for your input. You know, I'd really love to hear some more ideas, but let's talk later. Connect with them in just a quick conversation. Um, I spoke about this one time before. I, I had a manager who, actually it was a store store manager, who would walk the floor every morning and just greet everyone. And they took the time, if they saw that you were looking frustrated or off, they took the time to stop and ask if you were okay. I remember them doing that to me one morning. I was exhausted. And I just said, I, I'm fine. I am so tired. I was up late. Um, the dogs woke me up early this morning. Um, I'm just exhausted, but I'll be okay. And they, they looked at me and they said, are you sure? Is there anything else you need to talk about? I said, no, I'm fine. I'll be fine as soon as I get my coffee. But that meant so much that they took the time to stop and make sure that I was okay. And the rest of my day was fine. I was able to do everything and more. And give my all because I felt like someone cared. So if you were to take, dedicate those 15 minutes, this is my challenge to you, 15 minutes every single day to go and connect with your people. And then go and do what you need to do. Because we all have a job. We all have a position. We all have, you know, um, things that we are scheduled to complete for the day. 
15 minutes is not going to mess up that schedule. It will actually make it better. So go and do 15 minutes of your connection every morning. Another one, and, and a lot of people may not, they may not feel they have the time for this, um, but if, if you really want to see a change, you'll make time for it. Have mentors and training programs. Have someone available to mentor others. Bring someone in from the outside. Bring in a private um, consultant, a business consultant, or a coach, as myself, um, to come in and just mentor the people if you don't have time to do it. There are people out there that have a heart to do that. I love spending time with employees. I love reminding them of who they are and what they are there for. I love helping them find ways to um, get over the humps of maybe some of their frustrations or things they don't understand. There are people out there like myself who love, that is what we love to do. It is our purpose. So if you have mentors that come in to help train and to coach your people, or you have your own training programs where you dedicate time, maybe an hour a week, maybe an hour, um, you can do an hour a week before the store opens on a particular day and make it mandatory to have them come in paid time so that you can have that separate time with them or if you need someone else to come in and train them. But they have that time away from the customers to really ask their questions and to focus on things that maybe they haven't been able to figure out. It is so valuable because a lot of times employees feel like they're just being thrown into the fire and made to just figure it out on their own, not knowing that they should be able to come to you for that help and for that reinforcement. There are many more other strategies, and maybe we'll have to go over a um, part two, but um, just continue to connect with your people. That's really what it comes down to. And that connection, like I said before, your employee retention plan does not start after they have been hired and they're ready to walk out the door. Your retention plan should start the moment that you are sitting at that table determining whether they are going to be a part of your team or not. You won't have to worry about trying to retain them if they are the right person for that job. You won't have to worry about people walking out because they find no connection with your company after they've been there for three months and you've taken time to train them and you've put all these resources into them. You wouldn't have that retention problem if you hired the right people at the right time, knowing that they, they themselves knew that they were supposed to be there. And it's okay to ask those questions. It's okay to say no. It's okay to know in your mind and in your heart what you know you need for your company. There is no discrimination happening here. There is no... Um, uh, picking one person over the other based off of whatever the list of discriminations are. But it is just looking at that person and listening to them, hearing who they are, and seeing if they connect to your vision. So that is it for me today, you guys. Um, uh, we may have to do a part two on this. Uh, retention is, like I said, is such a big subject. A lot of people try to ignore and avoid until they have many uh, team members walking out the door, and then they see it as a problem. Find the problem at the beginning. Find the roots of that problem. And then 
make a way to solve it before you have to start coming up with strategies to try to keep your people. Then you're just pleading with them. You're begging them to stay with you. We don't want to have to do that. We want team members that are going to love being a part of what it is that we do. So I hope you got something out of this. Um, Drop me some comments and some uh, questions. Uh, Just send me your thoughts because I really want to hear the discussion on this um, and we can continue it in another part at another time. So have a wonderful day. Um, Happy Tuesday again, Teachable Tuesday, and I will talk to you later. God bless.